everyone and welcome back to another industry report. Today, we're talking about something that's really major. It might not feel major right now, but if it's anything like how it's played out in other industries, this is going to impact parts of gaming to a pretty darn massive degree. Gambling, and I don't mean loot boxes, I mean literal gambling. The Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick has, of course, recently talked about this on Bloomberg, and it actually opens up a massive big can of worms. But I'll tell you what is, uh, I suppose you could say, a box of loot that's also not gambling, because uh, I'm just going to tell you exactly what's in it. Our Patreon monthly loot. If you want a beautiful big art pack from our uh, from our studio's art team, it's one of the things that's over in Patreon as well as the daily briefing. It massively helps out our team, and I'm also working on a few vlogs to be putting up there as well, because we're doing a bunch of revamps around here. So, patrons, thank you for making this stuff all possible. And with that, let's talk about Bobby Kotick and gambling. So what's going on and why is Bobby Kotick talking about gambling and no, not just uh, loot boxes, like actual literal gambling on sports stuff? Well, Bobby briefly mentioned to Bloomberg that he sees betting and fantasy esports leagues as uh, essentially the future of esports. And if you're not aware, these things are absolutely gargantuan when it comes to like physical sports. Here's the quote from Bobby. In most states and most countries, wagering on games of skill is legal. Now, we don't participate in that today, but my suspicion is that as the eSport leagues become even more prevalent and popular, that you will start to see uh, both peer-to-peer -peer wagering and broad-scale wagering on the outcomes of these kinds of events. That essentially is what Bobby is talking about. It's the idea of a lot of the things from real sports actually coming into the video game sphere. So, yeah, when we then talk about gambling and games, it might not just be stuff that, you know, preys on the psychological traps of gambling, like, say, your loot boxes, and it'll be a lot more on actual, literal gambling. Now, I think what's massive here when that actually does happen in a more full scale than it already has is that more people will be exposed to gambling. And I would say that the average sports fan and the average gaming fan, well, that's a pretty darn different demographic. So yes, a lot more people could be exposed to that side of gambling. Now, the thing is that gambling in esports has had a pretty dirty history, sort of, with the likes of Phantom Lord, T. Martin, CSGO Wild, and that entire genre of scandals. But the whole thing there is, that is... I mean, that's actual just regular gambling, right? Like going to the slot machines, just that it's using CSGO skins in place of cash. That's not actually esports betting with odds, right? Based on, say, the outcome of, uh, you know, like the outcome of a match. So basically with that situation, multiple content creators promoted sites, the gambling sites, right? Like the CSGO skins that they were actually involved with. And they were uploading videos of them winning thousands. And sometimes that was on rigged games. Basically, it's what I would call a textbook scam. But mostly, it's just a black mark on any thoughts of CSGO and gambling, and it is, I would say, entirely irrelevant to the types of gambling that we are going to be talking about today, which is more wagering on the outcomes of matches, be that physical sports or, as Bobby has alluded to, well, you know, actual matches. I mean, hey, imagine, like, doing, you know, gambling for, like, a solos battle royale. That would be pretty crazy. Now, the thing there is that gambling is... 
pretty major, actually, and it is, of course, potentially exploitative, um, and I think most people are pretty suspicious of some of the, just some of the lifestyle sort of pushed by esports orgs right now, and I think we could see that maybe not going in the best way ever. Now, there is what I'm going to say is a benefit to gambling. Now, I don't mean it, hold, hold your horses, but one of the things for physical sports is that gambling has in a lot of ways, deepened engagement, right, in things like uh, football, horse racing, stuff like that. Now, the, of course, flip side is that there's a lot of people who are engaged in problem gambling, right, where it's a severe problem. I even know within the actual sphere of humans that I know and interact with, somebody who, you know, has uh, maybe a mental configuration that was actually susceptible to literal addictive gambling where intervention was needed. So, I do understand that as a humongous problem. So yes, from the business side of things, it can make a lot of money. It can also further engagement in the core activity because it's basically like a side lifestyle meta thing that you can do to further your enjoyment of just watching a football match. Uh, and, and then of course, yeah, there's the exploitative angle as well. Now, when we talk about legality here, it is already legal what Bobby is saying, right? That's true. It is legal across many places in Europe and the USA. The one major barrier is that online gambling is illegal in many states of the USA. It just happens to rarely be punished or prosecuted. But that basically does mean that, yeah, this stuff could really grow quite a bit. Now, the thing is, I've actually, this is going way back, I made about £200 betting on Naniwa, who is a StarCraft II player from Sweden. Uh, I believe that was one of the MLGs in the early, early, early 2010s. That's the only time I've ever done gambling. Suffice to say, I got my 200 and I got out while I was ahead. A funny little situation to be sure sure, but that's just an example of, you know, how it works, right? I definitely was more engaged in his matches in that MLG because I had some skin in the game. But of course, that can be experienced in a way that is just that, and it can then also be experienced in a way that is very, very damaging to the individual. And that is really what's a bit worrying here. But there's actually, I think, deeper worries about how this could affect parts of, um, just parts of game that I think we really do need to talk about. So essentially, the case is that legally, esports betting is totally fine. It already does happen. It's just not super, super widespread. And then, of course, sports settings, uh, betting sites, some of those are actually adapting to esports betting now. And there are strong esports-focused places like Rivalry and Luckbox that are actually starting, uh, starting to rise up via game-specific marketing. So that's kind of the state of the market right now. Now, when we move into the moral and ethical element here, I mean, there's nothing particularly immoral about it as compared to other forms of gambling, right? You already know what it is. You probably already know how you feel about it. People, I think, should largely be allowed to do what they want. Like, if I want to go and play a game of poker for real money with my friends, that's gambling. And I think that should be a thing that I'm allowed to do. And actually, in some places, you can't actually play a game of poker with your friends with money on uh, on the table. You wouldn't be prosecuted for it, but as an example, that's something that's going on there. But the thing is, there also does have to be effective safeguards and support in place. Uh, gambling is a major problem here in the UK in terms of people being addicted, and it just really turning out quite badly. And online betting here has been under some serious scrutiny, as it really should be, because it can be pretty predatory, you know? You see advertisements, sign up now, get 20 quid free to begin your winning streak with. And you're like, I, right, I believe that. So that is really quite worrying. And then further to that, a major component as far as esports could be concerned, I would say, is age. 
you know, like we all know that most of the age guarded systems that exist, right, are either ineffective or draconian. Kids are normally smart enough to dismantle systems to do with age ratings and just slip by them. They usually do. Now, when betting starts in games that are rated for all ages, that could be another PR loss for the industry. What happens when you see lots of big headlines come out? And, you know, maybe this is possible right now, but when, you know, the story of somebody getting screwed over happens and then it generates the headlines, when somebody loses a whole bunch of money or some parent has their credit card wiped out because their kid was betting on Rocket League, right? That is something that would be a pretty darn bad look for the industry, even though having a vibrant sort of betting scene going on could probably lead to some maybe better metrics and some deeper engagement for those esports. But there's actually even another angle to how uh, the game creators and even some of the teams can make money from that. Now, the thing here I would say is that obviously the industry didn't really care when loot boxes started to become more exploitative and when loot boxes started to generate their own very negative headlines. So in a way, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the industry would just totally embrace this, right? You know, things like the Call of Duty League, I could see that being a pretty natural fit. Same goes for something like Rocket League, that if you think about Rocket League, I mean, come on, it's like, it's a fantasy football in a way. That said, would Epic Games be super supportive of that thing, given that Fortnite exists and they have quite a, a young audience, so that could be an angle there. Now, the thing is, we've got to talk about what would the big companies actually stand to gain here? Well, esports betting is actually forecast to reach 17 billion by the end of this year. Now, the pandemic actually saw one platform, one called Luckbox, report a 54% upswing in registration once the Premier League was cancelled in the UK. So, basically, the esports betting industry is coming up in a huge way. It had been small for a long time, but it's actually beginning to rise. And that's maybe why you see the likes of Bobby Kotick of Activision actually talk about it now. The thing is, though, obviously, Activision can't get in on it with their own esports, right? That would be a huge conflict of interest. That wouldn't really work. However, if I'm to bring the example of football, or as the Americans would call it, soccer um, in the UK, well, gambling operations throw a lot of money at football clubs for sponsorship and advertisements. Now, this is something that's so egregious that the government are actually looking into it pretty urgently. Half of them actually have gambling companies as their main shirt sponsors, which for football is pretty major. So Activision could stand to gain directly from some potential sponsorships there. Although to be honest, I think the attention there wouldn't really work out, but perhaps some of the teams within the Call of Duty League could then get shirt tier sponsors that are maybe, you know, gambling orgs as an example. I think that's something that you could very much see. You know, FaZe Clan brought to you by Luckbox, I think is something that is probably a bit more likely than the Call of Duty League brought to you by Luckbox, which I think would start to get a little bit fishy. Now, the companies also would stand to gain indirectly here. Having skin in the game means that games are significantly more engaging, right? If you have, even if it's just $5, $10, riding on, I don't know, 100 thieves to pull something off, well, you're going to care about that match more, and you're going to get a stronger dopamine hit whenever you know the result actually happens that's going to lead to uh, just more engagement in those esports and i've got to imagine then then when it comes to say team specific you know dlcs like what you see in overwatch that you might actually get just deeper engagement there so i think with this it's very easy to see the case for forms of betting and wagers to actually help compound on esports growth it is certainly something we have seen with physical sports and while gamers and physical sports fans are certainly 
certainly different. At the end of the day, they are all Homo sapiens, and uh, us Homo sapiens sure do have our vices and our psychological things that can be played upon for things like this to actually work upon us. Now, Call of Duty, as an example, right? That's a super popular game. That could tie super well into the existing casual audiences, as an example, maybe for football in the UK. Same might go for even competitive FIFA. Uh, so there's that, and then also a bunch of physical sports that are now essentially doing e-leagues because they couldn't really do physical leagues during the pandemic. You would imagine that some of the, uh, the betting infrastructure could actually tie in for the digitized versions. Now, being able to gamble on something like a Call of Duty esports match, that could really bridge the two existing habits of, you know, let's just say you're a, a real casual gamer, you're just playing Call of Duty on your PlayStation, uh, and maybe you're into, uh, you're into sports, right? And you are doing some sports betting on the Premier League, right? That's a pretty average thing, I would say, for some of the UK audience of both football and Call of Duty. Well, then their pre-existing habit of just throwing the odd bet in here or there well, that is actually something that could then transfer over to their gaming habit, right? And you could see how that could be potentially quite a strong thing for the gaming companies and for the esports orgs. So overall, that deeper engagement would mean that those esports betting companies, it, you know, would just have a more viable situation going on. They could do more sponsorships for esports teams. And overall, that could contribute to more health in the esports ecosystem, even if it would come from gambling, which generally is something that does cause a whole bunch of problems on a societal level. Now, the major problem in Activision's end here is that they'd have to actually learn how to run an eSport properly. The COD League seems to have a failure for every success. The Overwatch League is, uh, I think, in a little bit of freefall right now. You do have issues there where people have got money riding in matches, but then you have issues arise like disconnections and stuff like that. That all is pretty darn troublesome. And I think the real danger there as well, another one, is that it could bring a lot of profit-oriented rather than value-oriented people into the mix, into the industry that, you know, if this is some sort of gold rush, it could incentivize a bunch of people who I don't think we'd really want making big decisions for our industry actually getting involved. And I think that would, uh, yeah, kind of suck because I'm sure those people would also then see the mobile market and lick their damn lips. So the big question here then is, who's going to regulate this? How would it actually work? Well, as an extension of sports betting, esports betting actually starts off in a pretty darn good spot as far as regulation goes in a whole bunch of countries. So it basically could be executed pretty well, because guess what? It kind of already has been. However, each esport would then have to have faith in either the publisher or a third-party organization to actually keep the games clean. And then you've got stories of things like match fixing. Look, match fixing, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big StarCraft II fan, and I know in the Korean StarCraft One scene, there were humongous scandals when it came to match fixing. I think probably facilitated more by that being a 1v1 game, so it's probably a bit easier to pay people off. But yeah, that's another pretty big concern and just the types of things that happen once you are dealing with, well, gambling making its way in. So ultimately, I think for me, it's hard to look at gambling here and not see two things. I think thing number one is pretty obvious that it can lead to deeper engagement and a bunch of sector growth from a business perspective. But then also, on the other side, the seedy, exploitative nature of it, even if it's something that could be a perfectly acceptable activity in its, uh, in its own accord, right? I'd love to play a game of poker with uh, some money being involved with my friends. I think that's fun. And yeah, technically that is gambling. So that's kind of the situation. And I guess, do we really trust the industry to be involved with this in a good manner? I mean, self-regulation within the gaming sphere, 
it is happening, but, you know, at, at the slowest rate they can possibly do, right? Because between loot boxes and false advertising, a bunch of sketchy stuff, I mean, man, we're not really that great at self-regulating, are we? It's at the stage where a bunch of governments are really waggling their fingers at the gaming industry and getting suspicious. So, to conclude here, right? Esports betting is almost certainly coming in a big way. It already is here in a small way. You can see that it has been growing very fast, especially in the pandemic, and the industry needs to play its cards right if it wants to get involved with this and actually have it be a success. I think this will be the regulatory big leagues. It is absolutely a way to increase esports engagement. I have, uh, you know, doing a bit of banter with a small amount of pocket change when I was like 18, 19 years old with StarCraft 2. I had a bit of fun. Maybe I was 17, whatever. But the thing is, for everyone like me who engaged with that responsibly, who, you know, lost a bit here, won a bit there, didn't really care too much about it, didn't really get hooked into it. Well, for everyone like me, there's going to be other people who are not going to be engaging with that in a good way. And that is a big moral problem for our industry especially because our industry already is uh, doing all that loot box business, you know, that FIFA Ultimate Team stuff where, uh, yeah, there are just a bunch of psychological triggers that are very much gambling-like that are being played upon, and it is pretty darn rough. So, there you go. Bobby Kotick talked about gambling in esports. I think Bobby was pretty much bang on in his assessment, but of course... Yeah, it really is a deep issue and there's a lot to talk about. I would love to know, though, what do you think here? Do you think that just it's fine for this gambling to exist, that regular adults, if they want to gamble in a Call of Duty League game in the same way they might want to gamble on an NFL or a soccer or a, a Gaelic football, whatever... Yeah, that they should be able to do that. Or do you think that maybe gaming is a different case? I'd love to hear what you have got to say in that. So do let me know down below. Hope you found today's video interesting. And with that, I'm going to take off. So thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.